This is Joe Nunez of Return Fire, and you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. What's up, ladies and Hi there. That's early. It is? This is Epitome of Stupidity. We are? A metal podcast. Allegedly. allegedly. Episode 57. Slow rolling start here as we get going after so many weeks off. But we're going to bring some heavy stuff. How was your vacation, Brian? It was fantastic. Yeah? Well, well it's kind of TBD because I busted my toe open and then was swimming in the lake. So if I lose a foot or a leg, I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll, let, I'll let you know. Gotcha. In the background there, we've got, uh, this is like a world premiere. I don't think this song's been released anywhere yet. I think this is just me, you, and whoever's listening to this podcast hearing it for the first time. Well, we've heard it before. You get my point. Yep. This is Return Fire. With The their, band is Return the Fire. The band is Return Fire. The song is Product of Abuse. It's This is a... Uh, product of Vocal Abuse. Dude is screaming. Dude, he is getting after it for sure. The band themselves is uh, Joe Nunez, formerly of Soulfly for, uh, I don't know, most of the thousands. Yeah. And uh, Mark Rizzo, also of Soulfly. Soulfly he just does band. guest uh, solo appearances. Guest solos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we will get further into that. Uh, Talk with Joe here shortly. Thrashy goodness here soon. Uh, until then, you went on vacation. What'd you listen to there, buddy? Uh, lots of Breaking Benjamin. Good God. You always make me regret asking <laughs> And Modest that. Yahoo. What the hell's a Modest Yahoo? You said the exact same thing the last time I brought him up on the podcast. He's he's the um, Jewish Jamaican singing guy. Jewish Jamaican It <laughs> sounds... Yeah. It's, uh, it's island music, man. <laughs> Young uh, man. You know, he's singing He's singing about like God and, and, and Mount Zion and all that stuff. But it's good. I will take your word on that. <laughs> I also do not believe you. I yeah, I didn't, and I didn't listen to. I mean, on the boat, the wife was. It was just country the whole week. And you said this was a good vacation. Well, depending on my leg, yeah, depending on your toe, yeah. Okay, seems bad from everything I've heard so far. Yeah, but it uh, wasn't the medalist. I did play my guitar and grill at the same time. That was pretty metal. You, that's just what I think. You can't get any dumber. Right. You go and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> you got to get it in when you can get it in. You sure do. Uh, euphemism? I don't know. Anyways, I got uh, I got lost in some crowbar a week or two ago. For, uh, every now and then I forget how fucking awesome crowbar is. I uh, also got, you know, tool, streaming, all that. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Listen to some Tool, new song, all that stuff again here in a second. Also, something we will go further into here in a minute is uh, I got lost in some Russian circles because they're still fucking amazing. Um, I will see your weird music and raise you a uh, a band called Grails, who's all instrumental, and I wouldn't have any idea how to classify them. And if it gives you any inclination, listening to them led me to a Beethoven run. So... That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did sleep well that night. If that's what you're trying to say, yeah. Um, but let's talk about something heavier, maybe. What do you think? Do you think? No. Oh, this is where we call Joe. This is where we call Joe. Okay. Do I got to make noises? You know it. Just one. Sure. He's just one one number away. He's for just us. one number away. Boop. And he answered. We are still one hundred percent. Joe, how are you doing this fine Saturday morning? I'm good. How are you? Not too shabby. It, uh, I, I, you know, not that we haven't already said this or anything, but uh, I know it's early there in Chicago. How, uh, how's your day getting off to? Eh, so far, not so not bad at all. I'm excited to be talking to you guys. 
We are excited to have you. Dude, the uh we've had a listen to that new album and that is some some fun thrashy fucking goodness, isn't it? <laughs> you like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that record is definitely uh definitely a good one. <laughs> we agree. Uh how did uh I I guess to start this off with just a simple question and let you run with it, how did all this come about? Well, basically uh Scott and I, Scott Cohen, we had uh you know, we had some songs that we needed to record. We had, we didn't have a bass player at the time. And this was uh probably a couple of years after I had retired from Soulfly. And uh what basically what what ended up happening was, you know, we needed to record these songs. We we knew we had something really special going and we really didn't have plans on having a band per se. It was more like a project. And, uh, you know, we finally, we finally found, uh, Vince Salvador who, you know, who is, uh, who's playing bass on that record. And, uh, we were introduced to Scott Creekmore, who, uh, was the engineer on this record. And, uh, we went in there and we started recording the record. And then slowly but surely things started to fall into place. You know, we started as we were recording, that's when the band really just developed into something right there um as we were recording this record everything was just uh coming out incredibly and 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 then we had mark come on in and he did guest guitar solos and from there it just it just became what it became it's like its own entity you know we we really you know we're really uh excited about it as we were recording it yeah it uh it it comes through man it's so when did Kevin come on? Kevin is, uh, pardon me, because my phone's a little messed up. Yeah, no problem. Um, but uh, yeah, Kevin was, we were jamming with Kevin for a while. And um, so he was always, you know, he, he was always there. Um, he actually, we, we had another band formed a long time ago. Nothing that, you know, nothing really special. We just were jamming and stuff and Kevin came along with us. I wanted him definitely to do this return fire project because of his, you know, his vocals and his clarity and just the way he sang, uh, the way he projected his vocals and his, his lyrics. It was just great. And it was just a perfect fit. And it was just a matter of the time of getting all the songs structured, right, written well and everything. And just happened that way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, are there any plans for, uh, the album doesn't come out until what, the end of September, I believe? Yeah, it's September 27th. Are there, are there plans to play this stuff live? Pardon me? Plans to play this stuff live? Are you going to tour for it? Yeah, what we plan on doing is we plan on playing shows in 2020. Um, right now we are, uh, you know, the record comes out on September 27th and, you know, we're rehearsing. And, uh, you know, we're going to be, you know, taking it from there <clears throat> when, uh, when Mark's available and then we're going to start booking shows and such and such. So yeah, we plan on playing in 2020. Awesome. So, so Scott's good pulling off those Rizzo solos live. No, no, Scott, <laughs> what we have is it would be, f- uh, three guitar players. Oh, oh okay. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah, so we have Scott Cohen who plays rhythm guitar. Kevin James also plays guitar. Oh, okay, and, gotcha, gotcha. And when we do a show, Mark Rizzo would be playing guitar also and ripping the solos. Oh shit! Shit, yeah, that's <laughs> okay. the damn party. See, I, you know, I got I to gotta be honest with you. I love guitar as a drummer. You know, I love guitar and bass. I just love stringed instruments. Yeah, especially you know, I mean, especially guitar. And you know, I thought to myself wow, you know, these guys like Kevin, you know, when he sings and he's out there ripping it up on the vocals, he plays guitar. He plays right to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, that was impressive enough as it is because the style of music that we're doing is just ripping, man, you know. So it, it, it was really cool, you know, to have Kevin just he, he'll take the guitar, he'll, ri- you know, play right along to it. Sometimes he'll just stop and just hold the mic, depending on the vocal, yeah. you know, the vocal piece or whatever. And then uh, um, Scott Cohen. You know, he, he does rhythm guitar and, you know, he, him and I and, 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 and big Vince on, on, on bass, we just, you know, we hold it down. And then we, you know, we all have Mark who, you know, will also play guitar and just tear out those fucking solos. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's definitely going to be a, a good time. Yeah, we look forward a, to it. 
The wall of sound, I would imagine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you've obviously been doing this for a while. Um, what, uh, you know, the whole Soulfly thing, how did that come to be and how did that end? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Long story. How did it come to be? Well, uh, basically what happened was um, I was in, you know, Dave Lombardo and I uh, were, I would must have been like around, I think uh, I was probably like 19 or 20 and Dave Lombardo and I were keeping in touch, you know, really good friends. And I miss him very, very much. I haven't spoken with him in years. Um so uh definitely i look forward hopefully one day to to uh to talking to him one day soon but uh, what happened was i found out that soulfly was looking for a drummer and <clears throat> i called him up one uh, like six months before i even found out i was talking to dave and i'm like listen man you know i go i'm not really into a lot of the bands that are you know coming out right now and stuff and you know i'm not sure about this new metal vibe kind of thing you know but i go the only artist out at the time that i can see myself playing with you know, musically is, you know, Max and, and, and Soulfly. And next thing you know, six months later, they're looking for a drummer. And, uh, yeah, I talked to Dave again. I'm like, Dave, you know, they're looking for a drummer. And he, he called Gloria up and, uh, and, you know, introduced them to me. And from there, you know, the rest was history. I, I went out there and rehearsed. And then, uh, and then, um, to answer your question, as it ended, um, it depends how you look at it, on uh, which side, you know, which side you look at it. For me, it ended really well because, you know, it was time for me to just break and, you know, break free from, from Soulfly at the time that I did in 2011. So for me, it was great. You know, for them, I'm not too sure, but, uh, you know, it was just, I, my 10 year run was, it was a good run, but at the end, you know, it, it was just time for me to leave. Gotcha. So, so, you know, being essentially an eight-year gap between your your time with Soulfly and then this new band, were you were you just doing a bunch of little stuff here and there? Was there other things going on in that time period for you yeah, as far as a drummer? Well, ba- what do you mean, musically? Like yeah. with drums and stuff? Yeah. You know, I really didn't do much. Um, it, when I first, like, when I first retired from, from Soulfly, um, I had basically had to hit the reset button right we were on tour for so long i mean we were constantly you know constantly working and stuff which was great but um the way that we did it and for how long we did it and just the craziness that went along with it i just i i had enough and i just needed to just stop and when i came home after we retired i just had to settle in as a you know get my, 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 my feet back on the ground and, and kind of let go of drumming for a while, believe it or not. Like wow. I, I hadn't yeah. played in years after oh, wow. I, uh, yeah, after I, I retired, I didn't play for three years. I just, you know, there was, there was just so much going on in my life that was just different. And I had to adjust to that. And before I came back to the drums, I needed to make sure, and I needed to feel, you know, like I was, I was uh, stable again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every, like where where everything was cool mentally and 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 physically and everything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that uh, it does sound exhausting. I God it, knows Soulfly and Max are constantly touring <laughs> with all nineteen of his bands. Right. So it, yeah, that yeah. Uh, you know that's 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 kind of crazy to do something for that long and then just boom. Like you, you know, you know something's got to change when you're Side just done, break, and then, yeah. and then eventually, when you when you have you know love and passion for something, the music and the drums, and it just eventually comes full circle, and you you can cleanse and and start all over again, and enter return fire, enter some fucking <laughs> the return fire. So you know yeah, what exactly. what kind of um you know lyric you got is there like any kind of theme lyrical content themes or anything like going on like that going on with return fire. Well, I think um, one of the things that Kevin had mentioned, um, you know, Kevin, one of the things that I liked about Kevin was that he had some, you know, really good lyrics. And for me, you know, his lyrics were refreshing. 
and um his his and what i in in his like approach um to the lyrics was you know taking a negative situation and the negativities that we experience every day in life and through you know how he puts it he allows the listener to to just take it where they want to lyrically but it's basically coming from a negative situation and making it positive by returning fire not in a negative way but in a way that you know you get off your ass and you know you do something about it you know you you know whether no matter how low it gets you know you can return fire and okay yeah i love it and you know what i'm saying i mean yeah. am, am i catching on all right that's badass. yeah that's that's yeah that's his approach you know you could be going through anything return fire and you you know you'll rise above and that kind of explains the band name too then huh yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, so, kind of take a quick step back. So, you know, you when you started, you know, writing and recording for this stuff, and you started playing the drums and started taking it seriously again, did you find yourself going right back to like the metal mentality, the soulfly mentality, or did you try to kind of change it up a little bit and not fall back into that same kind of genre? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. With that. Um. Yeah. I basically try to cut as much well not not even it just came naturally because you know the, the guitar riffs are different you know as as right. the drummers you know and you know with the guitar riffs coming from scott you know um it just came out with a different feel like i never wanted to have my project sound alike right okay so that naturally just return fire naturally just the feel the vibe the you know the energy all that net just came out naturally as the songs were being written. It wasn't like a conscious decision, like, oh, I'm going to take out this, that, and the other thing, or I'm not going to do this, that. Um, we have a song called uh, Massive Collapse that has um, people who are familiar with my drumming. It has some um, rhythms and beats that they've, you know, that they, they would recognize that I've you know, that I've created and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I do a little bit of everything, but for what's more appropriate for return fire, because it just comes out naturally. And that's, uh, that's usually what works best, right? Yeah. Can't force it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, in, in recording all this stuff, the, uh, I, I guess who brought most of the riffs to the table? Do you, you, I know you said that you really like all the stringed instruments, but do you play any of them? Okay. No, basically the 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 um the riffs came up to the table were done by Scott Cohen. And you know, he came up with all the, you know, all the riffs and everything like that and what happened was we had these songs that we knew we needed to record them and everything like that and when we got into the studio, you know, I was working with everybody. I wanted this thing that just I mean, from beginning to end with everything that I have experienced before, you know, I wanted to correct it in the studio. And when we got there, I started working with everybody and we had this killer, you know, these killer songs, nine of them, but no guitar solos, you know? Right. And, um, Mark had, you know, I had played some of this for Mark and he heard it. And he was like, man, you know, that's ripping, you know, uh, you know, can I do some guitar solos on that? I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. No, absolutely. Not you know? <laughs> and, and, um, you know, he, he, I tell you, man, he came in and once he laid down those guitar solos, I mean, that was it. He didn't have to come in there and rewrite anybody's riffs or re, re rewrite, you know, or write an entire album for him, you know, by himself. You know, he came in there and he, I, you know, he just came in there. He heard the songs. He was familiar with them. And he at the drop of a dime. OK, and I'm not kidding you. At the drop of a dime, he just. Whop, just started doing these <laughs> solos right on top of these parts and i'm looking at him with my with like my jaws on the floor i'm thinking that was fucking kick ass <laughs> you know and, and he was you know he was just like yeah you think so i'm like fuck yeah man <laughs> i mean it was like having chuck Schuldiner's spirit you know and it, it was like it was in and, and and having like andy larock and mark rizzo it was like all of that that excitement in the room and in the recording while we were working with him and i was very I'm, I'm very familiar with working with him in that type of situation you know because he just 
once he's in the studio and you, you put him in there and, you know, forget it. <laughs> he just, he takes off and <laughs> it's hard to keep up. <laughs> I bet, man. That's... So if there, if there's a solo on the album, is it him? Pardon me? Every solo on the album, is it him? Is it Mark? Every solo on that record is Mark Rizzo. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's still really good at guitar. <laughs> this just in. Oh, my God. Mark can play yeah, that, guitar. That was just, that's just one of the greatest things. I've been really, really fortunate to have, uh, you know, a friend and, you know, a guitar player like that in, you know, in my projects and, and, and you know, I'm playing together and, you know, and playing on other records and playing with Soulfly. That was one of the greatest things, you know about Soulfly for me was, you know, meeting Mark, Mark Rizzo and, and actually playing with them and touring with them and everything. We, you know, we became, we became good friends and we still are. What, what's, you know, the, uh, from a, I am, I, I do play guitar. I, I was going to say I'm a guitarist, but I won't do that. So the, the, just a side note for me, like hearing solos like that, that just are all over the place. It's like, you know, one, you have to have the talent to play. You got to know where to go, if, especially if you got, you know, if you're using a key and all that stuff. But then you got to fucking remember it, and you go, right. you you put it down. I don't even know how the process goes. In our band, we have I play like one and a half solos <laughs> in nine songs, because I couldn't imagine like having to remember all of that shit. And I know, you know, a lot of people don't play exactly the same way every time. You know, but some people sure. probably do. But I mean, as as my from my standpoint, I listen to music. I listen to that and think. Yeah, that sounds great, but I do not envy him for having to remember right. that and, and then play it live with everyone staring at him, waiting for him to fuck it up. So, yeah, yeah, and and I think that's what makes him, you know, an incredible musician and guitar player. And it, it's just if you if you watch him, um, you watch him play. He's consistent every night and and with his solos if he's not doing it exactly note for note he's adding to it oh jesus so you know <laughs> wow. I, I you know i was playing you know playing around the world and recording with him you know and being in the studio that's just you know that's just how it was he you know you give him a riff and look out he's going to take it from there and you know he's gonna he's gonna add more to it he's gonna add solos he's gonna add atmospheres and for me as a drummer that was really um, that kind of like opened doors for me because on the primitive album, you know, it was a more of a new metal thing. And then, you know, uh, with the Soulfly music, that was, you know, uh, I really wanted to break free from the new metal sound. So I told Mark, I'm like, Mark, man, we got to push this guy and get back into the Seppu sound. We got to get into, you know, you know that, you know, where where the, you know, where the, um, you know. I, I, it's harder to describe. We just got to get back to, you know, that sound. And, and Mark and I, you know, we, uh, you know, we did that together. And now we're, in, you know, now like that we have the Return Fire album coming out. It's, it's really cool to be, to hear our sound together again in a different, in a completely different band, right. you know? Right. So you said you, you joined Soulfly when you were like 19 or something, 19 or 20? No, 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 no. I, oh. I spoke, well, like I had, I had, um, I had known Dave Lombardo and I met him when I was like 19 years old and we okay. had remained friends for, you know, for years after that. And, you know, a couple of years after that I had met him, you know, I had found out that Soulfly was auditioning and that's, okay. you know, that's what happened. Well, what I guess what I was getting at is so, you know, what, what brought you to even be a drummer? Who, who were you looking up to? What were you listening to? That was like, holy shit. I want to, I want right, to do yeah. that. You know, Mark Rizzo is obviously a great guitar player and all that stuff, but not to be overlooked, you're no fucking slouch on the drums. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, for me, uh, what happened was uh, I was, you know, as early on in my, you know, when I was about 11 or 12, I was watching, believe it or not, I was watching, at that time, there were, it was, the PMRC was on their campaign and they were targeting heavy metal musicians and rock and roll. And, you know, they were looking for something politically to break down, you know, this art. And they had the TV show up on TV. I'll never forget it. And they, they were, you know, they were talking about these heavy metal bands are satanic and the kids that listen to it are, 
you know, this, that, and the other thing, and, you know, Tipper Gore and the PMRC, and they were showing clips of Slayer, uh, they were showing Iron Maiden, they were showing, you know, bands that had and had nothing to do with Satanism, and I saw these drummers, and I heard this music, and it was just like this buzz-sawing kind of sound, and I'm like, wow, that looks fucking real cool, (laughs) you know, and I had some friends that were, that had older brothers that were into Ozzy and stuff, and I used to go to their house, and you know, hang out and stuff, and their brothers would be listening, and I hear Ozzy in the background, you know, singing Iron Man, and, you know, and all this Black Sabbath, and Ozzy yeah. and stuff, and it was kind of like the, it was kind of like the soundtrack of my life back then, and they're old, and I was like, hey, what is this music, you know, and they're like, this is, you know, this is rock and roll and heavy metal, and next thing you know, I just started, you know, becoming more exposed to it, and I found that the drums was just the best way to get out and feel the you know, the energy and the aggression and, you know, and, you know, play along to a heartful, you know, a heartful guitar solo or a heartful guitar rip or a bass line, you know, it was through the drums that I felt that, you know, I could get that out. And that's how it started for me, you know? So as far as the drummers, I started out with Nico McBrain. Um, and then, uh, over the years, it just progressively got more and more, you know, like more and more heavier. And you know, it started out with Nico McBrain and then, uh dave lombardo took over you know and then it was you know gene hoglin and 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 sean reiner and all the drummers that chuck you know from death um had in his bands and just it just went on and on mike smith and and you know you name it i mean it just there were so many drummers that i just you know i uh john allen from sadis all these guys you know they were a big part of the melting pot approach of what influenced me to become a drummer as well and play that fast aggressive you know style right. for sure that's badass man uh you know being that you've been doing this for a while now i i always like to i'm always curious if you could go back what's the, you know what's the one thing you wish you would have known when you started doing all that what's the one thing i wish i should have done would have known or would have known yeah <laughs> <laughs> one thing <laughs> What's the thing that I wish I would have known? You know, I don't think there's anything that comes to mind only because of the fact that I just needed to experience it at the time. You know, for me, this is just like a moment to moment kind of thing. Um, I, I, I just, I kind of live that way, to be honest with you. Um, I think everything that I needed to know, I learned at, at the time that I did it through, you know, through the experience. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the. Yeah, I, I would have to say it was a moment to moment thing for me. You know, um, are you? Uh, yeah. Are you? Is Return Fire already writing new material, or are you gonna no, let it? We're not. We're at, at the current time. No, we're not writing anything new. Um, we're gonna let the the record come out and you know see what happens and and you know get it to the fans and and everything like that we plan on playing shows in 2020 um so we have that going um but we don't have anything you know written at the moment right now nothing new because we haven't even put forth you know these you know the album out yet right and you know we've got a few bits and pieces of you know guitar riffs and maybe you know some things that we had from a while back but uh nothing nothing yet so far we we're gonna we're gonna just push these songs through this album. Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, you guys are you guys are independently releasing this, right? Yes, sir. Is that on purpose? I, I don't know if that's a. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's on purpose <laughs> for now. For now, right? You know, for now, it's on purpose, and and uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. That's awesome, man. We are, uh, you know, that that 2020 tour. We are. We're looking forward to it. We hope to see you come through Columbus. Yeah, that's a, well, I mean, of course, we've heard the album, so right. we, we don't have to wait for that. But to see this live and knowing that you're going to have three guitarists on stage. Fucking uh, wall of again, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be kind of exciting for me, too, you know, because it'll be the first time that, that, uh, that um, you know, as far as playing live out like that, you know, out and doing shows that, you know, we, we, that I would have that. Um, you know, and stuff. So it's going to be really exciting. It's it's all kind of forming as, as it's going along. And, and it's just really, you know, really just interesting to see how this thing is just coming about, you know, um, 
you know, and we're, you know, we're really fortunate to have Mark as a guest guitar player on, you know, in, on this, on this project, you know? So, um, when, uh, the opportunity presents itself and, and when, when we do shows, we want to do shows with Mark, you know, we wouldn't want to go out there and just do shows that, you know, without him because we want all the original, all the original people who are playing on the record to recreate that sound live. You know, I I just want to give a quick reminder. We're in Columbus, Ohio, right? <laughs> Columbus, Ohio is where we are. When you uh, start, when you start lining up those tour dates, yeah, that's all. I just want to say that. Uh, well, I tell you what. Uh, one of the well, the good things is that you know we're we you know we work out you know in in the we work like in the Chicago land area you know yeah and so. You know, we definitely plan on, you know, when we get the opportunity and when, you know, when everything is right, we definitely look forward to, you know, to coming to Columbus, Ohio. I remember playing many, many shows there and there was always a great, great, great time. Yeah, we (laughs) were probably at all of those fucking shows. (laughs) Right. Yep. You've seen us before. You might recognize us when you come back. (laughs) I'm the one that headbangs. He's the one that nods. Um, It's awesome. To, uh, we'll start to wrap this up here. Um, let you get to your Saturday. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and everything, man. Uh, we'll, you know, we're a little bit goofy, so we'll end it a little bit goofy. <laughs> a little here. bit goofy. Uh, I got a rapid fire, real quick, if you don't mind entertaining us with. Uh, give you two options. There's only about ten of them here, and just pick whichever, whichever one speaks to you most. All right. All right. Let me have it. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Toilet paper, under or over? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We'll accept that. The Beatles right. or the Stones? No, the Stones. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons or Family Guy? Family Guy. There it is. <laughs> that was a tough one. Uh, Hammett or Hetfield? Ooh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hetfield. The beer or liquor? Uh, beer. The woods or the ocean? The woods. Fall or spring? Spring. The big one. This is the finale. This is, this is, this is where the separate oh, the, the men from the women. Uh, okay. Sausage Go. links or sausage patties? Sausage patties. Yeah, that's the <laughs> correct answer. All right. Oh, that question is so stupid. <laughs> okay, one last thing for you, uh, Joe, before we let you go. You get shipped <laughs> off to an island. You get to take one album with you. What is that one album? Oh, oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to wrestle with this for the rest of your Saturday. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. And you need the answer now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for right now, oh, God, you're killing me. Yeah, it's all about right now, today. You know, it's not like your, it's like what album is, is just means the world to you right now. Uh, what album means? You can't say time. "Return Fire," <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you fucking destroy me with this one now, <laughs> and this is a big one too, right? Right. I'd have to say right now. Right now, I'd have to go with "Symbolic" from uh, Death. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you've mentioned them a couple times today, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, he's he's a huge. He's one of my favorite favorite guitar players ever i mean just my favorite and completely inspiring to me absolutely as a drummer and as a musician definitely chuck had a big impact on everybody yeah man big time well yeah joe uh we uh we're looking forward to the album to everybody hearing this you should be looking forward to it too and uh yeah have uh thanks a lot man it's a lot of fun have a good saturday Definitely. You two guys. It was great. Thanks, man. Take it easy. There you have it. Joe Nunez. Yeah, everybody. that was that was a lot of fucking fun. We got to start setting these interviews up earlier, even earlier. I was so in, that we can just go along with them instead of us just talking stupid news things. I was intimidated. That was that was and he had some fun stories after yeah. we stopped recording, too. It, it was it was very tempting to ask him, like, give me a road story, or whatever. Right. Just because they that was that they've actually toured, obviously, right. Soulfly and all that. But we try to keep it on the return fire as much right. as possible. But, of course, there's some juicy soul fire stuff going on. That's, you got to uh, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, 
Trust us. Look forward to that album. It does not sound like Soulfly. It does so not. It is fucking completely refreshing. Completely different approach. The vocals are completely different. It's a whole different band. It just uh, happens to have some some small Mark Rizzo on there. Joe Nunez going on. Yeah, you may have heard of him. Yeah. All right. Got a lot of news here. Got a lot of couple good stories. Couple fun stories. I think. Yeah, definitely fit uh, the epitome of stupidity theme. Right. And I lost my place, so go ahead. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and tackle the quote unquote big news first. Oh yeah, the tool thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just found out that you didn't actually listen to the new song. No. I'm kind of fucking proud of you about that. I'm yeah, fucking eleven almost eleven minutes, eleven minutes long and doesn't go anywhere. It's not something I'm gonna run to my it, my it, apple. I mean, you're not wrong. By the end of it, it's got like a, it ends kind of like the song Anima or uh, Forty Six and Two, where it gets really heavy. I did listen to Two on the way down because I did celebrate streaming. streaming. Day, yeah. I did listen to them on the way down. It um, the the details on this album are. Amusing, befuddling, silly. What do you mean? I mean, seven songs, 89 minutes, two segues. Yeah. This is... This is going to be the, the big letdown. It's, and, you know, at first, when I was putting this together, I even typed up here, let's get the tool stuff out of the way, no need for an article. And then I found an article where Maynard's saying, you're not going to like the new album, you're not going to understand it. Perfect. <laughs> it's like, cool, man. Uh, thanks. I guess we'll see you in another 13 years. What a fucking jackass. <laughs> Here's an idea. Let's make it terrible and no one understands it. But they're going to make millions just off the press they've got. From yeah. Fucking. Okay. Yep. That's exactly it. And I mean, we're both going to listen to it. I can't wait to hear that. You know, that rhythm section's one of the best there is. Danny, Danny Carey with his polyrhythmic fucking craziness and Justin Chancellor uh, being able to fucking keep up for that matter. It's but uh you know end of the month we'll see what happens. I I mean I am excited I can listen to them at any time now, but the the old four, not the new four. And now the old actually the old three. I'm not really a big ten thousand days fan. The three really? before that. Yeah. You like lateralists more than ten thousand days. Yes. Okie dokie. We've we haven't brought this one out in a while. Um you're wrong. <laughs> Speaking of wrong, yeah, corrosion of conformities. What bassist or drummer? Drummer, don't drummer. You dare fucking say bad things about Mike Dean. I will come across this extremely long table at you. The drummer is wrong. He needs to get his shit. Together. He always has been too. Reed Mullen has always had his issues, and when they got back, I at some point in time they were talking about he'd cleaned up and was doing better, and then he drunkenly passes out here and there and has to leave tour for a while. It. It's a shame because, you know, everybody wants the original lineup for nostalgic reasons and all that stuff. If only you played drums, you could fill this part. Yeah, oh, no, I could nail it. Yeah. I could, because, I mean, I could do the drunk thing and right. not pass out. <laughs> but I can't play the fucking drums. Yeah. And uh, Mike Dean actually sounds kind of fucking tired of it. Says that uh, he needs to get his shit together. And, you know, this dude's missed a number of shows in the past couple of years. They almost had to cancel a big-ass festival, and that's when... Uh, the drum tech, uh, I believe his name was John, John Green. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Who is from the UK. It was, uh, they were, it was Bloodstock Festival that they almost missed because of Reed and his craziness. And uh, this guy filled in then, you know, learned a whole COC set in a couple hours and has been playing with him ever since. Fucking kudos to that guy. So Dean is the bad guy we're talking about, right? No. Oh. Mike Dean is the bass player. Oh, okay. Mike Dean is the bad guy in that he's just a bad man on the bass. Reed Mullen is the drummer who can't get his shit together. For a while there, with uh, on uh, In the Arms of God, they had that jazz drummer playing with him, uh, Stanton Moore or something like that. That dude was nuts. Why would you remember his name? Because he is nuts. <laughs> I saw them with him a couple times. He would he'd be like standing up and playing half the fucking time. It was crazy. I do that on well, the drums. Oh, speaking of drums, <laughs> good talk. <laughs> Metallica one, Cougar zero. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Uh, she was a jogger or, or walking her. 
Walking her dog. Walking her dog and used Metallica to scare away the cougar. Don't tread on me. Um, was that the song? Yes. The irony. <laughs> Don't tread on my dog. <laughs> I, I didn't even read. I saw the story, but I didn't read it. I mean, how did I? What did she just went? And held out her. She, the thing started. She was looking at it. She said she felt like something was staring. <laughs> I looked at, at him and said, "Hey, you, stop it!" <laughs> right. She starts shouting shit like "Go away" and all these things. At Get out of here, bad kitty! I'll fight you. <laughs> Cougar, not worried about it. I quickly rifled through my iTunes and found Metallica. Don't tread on me. I thought it was the noisiest thing on my phone, and that would probably scare it. That. W- that was also the message I wanted to convey to the cougar. As soon as it started to play, he buggered off into the bush. Buggered off. Mm. So this story is not in America. No, this was in Canada. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, how did this even... I don't know how it made the news. She had to have like reported it or something. But it I mean, could have made this up. I mean, what the hell? Right. It made the news. It blew the fuck up. And then this girl got a call from Hetfield because of it. Yeah. And then he sent her a selfie with the horns afterwards, saying something about just wanted to, yeah, you know, is this way you can confirm it was me. <laughs> yeah. it, take that, Cougar. I might have went for the John Cougar Mellencamp instead. Well, I mean, with Metallica, the thing walked away. With Cougar Mellencamp, it probably ran away. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's, there's that. Whatever that is. Yeah. There it is. So... Let's see, 1056. So, real quick, we have a show coming up this weekend, Saturday, opening for some guys called Act of Violence. And uh, in true support your local fucking music scene fashion. Damn right. We're going to share some of it with you. Woo! Right here. Right now? Right now. Okay. So there's that, them. So act of violence, us, of course. Us being insidient. I, yeah, I don't know. And and Hedonia Falls? And Hedonia Falls? Okay. And Hedonia Falls. Kazoo night. Chamber 13 at the Big Room Bar, which is one of my favorites. August 17th, 5 bucks, 7 p.m. All ages, which is weird, but we'll go with it. Right. Um, looking forward to that. Probably the heaviest band we played with. Oh, for sure. So we'll get them warmed up and then... Act of violence will tear them down, burn, burn them to the ground. Shameless plug, come see us. We'll make it worth your while. We'll that was a lie. That we'll was make a lie. it worth your five. We'll make it worth your, I don't know, maybe three and a half dollars. You're out of luck on the other one, couple bucks. One of the other three bands, or all the other three bands, will probably do you just fine. Good. You'll be disappointed in us. Reviews. All right, reviews. And the reviews. Are we doing two reviews? Have you listened to the new Slipknot? Yeah. Let's start with that. Okay. It is, for me, I haven't listened to any of their other stuff in a long time. Yeah. But uh, I w- it got pretty good the last 
four songs were okay for me, but what is so stupid about it and corny? Oh, I wonder. All the songs he's talking about killing. And yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. I, his lyrics kill this fucking so, thing, dude. So bad. The, the song Orphan was really cool, except Until for what he's saying. <laughs> um, uh, Orphan. The one who kills the one or something. Who kills, yeah. Like, it's shut so the fucking cheese. And then, man. so it'll be going great. It'll be so hard. And he's, he's doing such, the Corey screaming. You have to give him credit. He is a great vocalist. Right. He's just a terrible lyricist. Well, the, but, so he'll say these, you know, I'm the orphan that kills and blah, blah, blah. And be like, yeah. and start singing. It's like, come on, dude, pick one. You, you, we know you can do the, the Stone Sour singing stuff. And it always has been a part of, of Slipknot, but obviously it just keeps becoming more and more and more and more and more part it, of it. The riffs are still cool. Uh, you know the the music is awesome. You you could listen to it for thirty seconds and know who exactly oh, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But step up your lyrics. I mean, I get your writing. If for... you had like <laughs> right, he is. I don't know if he's like purposely dumbing it down or if that's. I don't know. Phoning if you it had in. like phoning it in. If you had I mean. like Christian from Horrors writing lyrics for him, that dude can write all kinds of fucking angry lyrics, right. and it's not. I'm the orphan who kills. <laughs> So it's it's so just dumb. it's so fucking I'm, cheesy. I'm gonna man. give it two and a half shits. It's two and a half out of five shits. Yeah. Are always it's, it's, the scale here we should have led with this, is, especially since it's been three years since we've done a podcast. Uh, out of five, five shits being the shit, it zero shits being right down shits. the middle. It probably has half of it's probably worth listening to. And that, when I don't even, when I say that, I don't even necessarily mean half of the tracks. I mean pick and pull some pieces here from each song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I gotta say. Uh, yeah, that. no, I'm. I love that you hit the same fucking thing that I had coming from it. It's it, some of it feels so good and so fun, and some of it is just oh my god, dude, eye roll inducing fucking bullshit. Knock it off, man. Yeah, this was fun when it was new metal and we were seventeen. But <laughs> Jesus, you're fucking forty something now. Quit it. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I I'll I won't argue. With, I think it's better than their last two albums. It, it's. May have been the actual album that should have came after Volume Three or something like that, but uh, I think he actually pulls some of the singing stuff back on this, and I'm good with all that. Okay. But at the same time, it, it's every time you hear him, it's just oh my god, dude. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll 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 match your two two and a half shits there. It's fine. It's. I hope everyone's cleared their afternoon because Clint is about to review, talk about Russian circles, but he only has about eight minutes before the band shows up. So <laughs> we will put up the brakes on. Well, again, we'll let you go first. Oh, um, not good. You're at, yeah. It's instrumental sleepy. sleepy I don't songs. understand how you get bored with this. The, uh, the very first song was absolutely terrible. I could not wait for it to be over, but I was, it, it makes you think it's going somewhere and then it doesn't. The uh, first song, like the intro song, or yeah. The, yeah, well, it's just the fucking intro thing. It's very quiet. Well, yeah, but out of seven songs, is a yeah, fuck. I, one of them's okay. got to be an intro. I see your point. Uh, the la- the seven, the seventh song, the last one. Fuck, who cares what the name is? Clinton ordered. Um, very good, very interesting. Ooh. Um, then the second, the last one, I was listening to when you got here it, again. It, I feel like every song is a climax to nowhere. I see. It never gets heavy. Yes, it does. The last song gets heavy. Everything else is just atmospheric. It's almost like soundtrack music to me. Just because there's no fucking vocals? No, just That's because the best it's, you can do? It's very just... Yeah, no, they have those breaks, and there's it's music... Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then, it builds tension, and then a fucking massive riff just crushes your face. It's fucking there's fantastic. There's nothing crushing about the music to me. The, oh my God, nothing. dude. Just driving here today. I it was listening to the song Kohikia or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's building, it's building, and then it drops out, and it you, there's just that little bit of sound, so it builds fucking tension, and then everything comes back full force, and it's just, <laughs> yes! I, did, I didn't plan this, but I'm going to put this out here now. So I have told Clint how easy this stuff is to write. So and I'm going fucking mind. So at the end of this year, I will debut Brian's Russian Circle song, and I will probably... I already have pretty much an entire song in my head that I'm going to write, and it'll take me all of three hours to record. Okie dokie. You wait and see. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that you see this is bullshit because I'm going to have to soft shoe this because we have a relationship, and I don't want you mad at me because no, I'm telling you, you that this sucks. And no, it doesn't sound anything like Russian Circle. No, you can do that because That's you what, clearly have all of the wrong ideas. I'm going to turn Russian the Circle. reverb on the guitars all the way up <sighs> and just play. Anyway, like, this fucking album is amazing, man. It. Uh, it, the their last album guidance uh, their drummer uh, the bass player was doing all kinds of crazy interesting shit and kind of made that album for me 
the guitar player is obviously doing all kinds of shit and has riffs to fucking spare. And the drummer's always beating ass as well. This album, it's the drummer that's doing a bunch of fucking crazy shit and making each song. He's he's like the uh, the behind the scenes awesomeness while all of the uh, sound and fury's out in front and all of these fucking songs. He is just oh my god, I love it. I I just I I end up at a loss for fucking words with it. I, they all build, and he does different fucking things to change the riffs around without the riff fucking changing sometimes. That's cool. I love it. 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 The quarter, that song that you mentioned, that fucking meme where it's some dude's like scrunched up face and it says something about when they bring the riff back but slower. Mm-hmm. Nothing has ever been as cool as when they do that in that quartered song. That's a good song. It is fucking ridiculous take that formula I damn near drove off the fucking road the first time i heard it <laughs> and like the guitar tones are actually meaty and they're oh, not so good s- soaked with reverb and atmosphere like they're punchy it sounds like a completely different band i don't understand how you get bored with it there's so much going on for three dudes it, it, uh, you're crazy man milano kohikio or kohikia or something whatever the hell it is they all you know and uh the song that you were talking about, it's the second to last song. I can't come up with the track title. It it has like a build and it's a stop and go type riff that just and the drums. Oh I, I really could do this for the whole length of the album. I I'm gonna do a side note project where I just talk over Russian circles and how much I love every second of the album. Sinea. Sure. S I N A I A. It's so fucking. What, is that good, even man. a word? I, it is now. Arluck, Milano, Kohikawiaka, Ghost on High. Ghost on High is really good too. Um, I, I'm gonna go four point eight. It, the only thing, my only issue with it is a. It's I'm not gonna bitch about it being shorter than I wanted it to be, but you know I was all excited about the bass player from the last album, and it, it is, he's just not doing as much fun shit in the background this time around. It's all the drummer just fucking doing insane, ridiculous shit. And just interesting. He's doing interesting shit with riffs. It, Whatever. <laughs> Album of the year contender for fucking sure. Tool and Slipknot can kiss my ass. Easily. I'm, 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 Tool will probably get less than two and a half shits. I'm already telling you that. But that's it. There it We're is. We're on social media. We're not doing it. Shenanigans? We're at 52 minutes. We're at 52 minutes. We're not doing a shenanigan. We are on all the social media places. You can find us on Instagram. What are the other shows? Uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, find us, like us, follow us, etc. We're also on all the podcast places. That You probably already know this because you're listening to us. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe on whatever listening device you are using. I kind of want to know if this, if this format is better, doing one... Spart, you know. I'm, in, I'm interested to see how it works too. Um, if anyone has an opinion, you know, the because po- I don't listen to podcasts, so if anyone has an opinion, would like to share and message us. Is releasing a show once every couple weeks or so better, better than, than once every week? fucking yeah. week? Because we still get downloads nonstop, and we yeah. haven't put anything out. So, if anyone has any feedback that likes podcasts, let, let us know. know. Um, we're out of here.